Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages and fans of Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, we are here. It's 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are live as always. And I do have all my friends here with me. I do believe I have Granny here on the line. Granny, are you there? Absolutely. Ready for another awesome show on Ken's 89.1 FM tonight. And I bet uh, the Modern Nightmare is here as well. Yep, I am here live again for another great show on 89.1 Kent FM, Attitude Air, Monday Live Monday. Well, I'll tell you what, it's good to have you guys. And uh, we got we got a big show ahead, as always. Uh, this will be our, uh, our final show uh, of the month of June. And everybody knows we're not going to have a show next Monday because it is the 4th of July weekend, so I don't think I'll be back. And I've been working on trying to unpack and put my house away after we had a moving uh, this last week. Uh, we're not going to get too far into the weeds on that. It, it, I, I, let's just say it was a, 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 a very interesting experience. Disaster. You ever saw the, yeah, it was you a ever disaster. Movie, yeah, if you ever saw the movie that Richard Pryor was starting called Moving, that's pretty much yep. what happened to me. But we won't get into that because this, this is not a downer show. This is an upper show, and uh, we definitely want to have our fans uh, be happy as we uh, get into this. We have three guests tonight. We have Sean Wright. He is a heavy metal horror film director. We have a Melanie Good. Matthias, do you know who Melanie Good is? Uh, the name sounds familiar. Well, I can't get it off the top of my head. Uh, Melanie Good was in the movie Private Parts. Uh, she was in a she was in the bathtub with Howard Stern at the beginning of the movie. Oh yes, okay. And uh, we also have Donald Lyons. Uh, Granted, you know Donald Lyons? Mmm, the name sounds familiar. Well, it should because she is one of the queens of iHeartRadio, and uh, she's got a uh. very, very busy audience that's going to be coming and talking, or actually not coming to talk to us, but coming to listen to us tonight as she is on with us. But we'll catch everybody up with what my friends have been doing. Well, first off, Granny, what have you been up to? Well, you know, we had the two-day event um, last weekend, you know, Father's Day weekend, and unfortunately Sunday night's show had to be postponed to this past Friday night due to the severe storms that they had around the surrounding Tulsa area, there's still a lot of people without power. I mean, almost a week later, and, you know, most have got their power back on. Luckily, Friday, we were able to have the event um, on June 23rd, um, and uh, my son was very excited. He didn't get to go with us. However, they were raffling off the first WFC Prime Championship title belt. And, of course, this belt had been ring war, you know, everything. Well, Anthony won the raffle, and he was so excited. Now, I have another surprise for him that he does not know about. Um, A guy by the name of Clay Tuttle 
He's a local artist in the Tulsa area. He painted a couple of pictures. Um, one was of Mick Foley as Cactus Jack, and the other one was Mick Foley when he was Mankind. And both of those pictures were auctioned off. I got the one that was Cactus Jack for Anthony. However, he does not know about that as of yet. So that's going to be a surprise for him. So it was a great weekend. Now, this weekend, I'm very excited because we are having four inductees at our Down South Championship Wrestling Show in Mulberry, Arkansas, at the Mulberry Fairgrounds, 845 Kirksey Parkway, Saturday night. We are inducting um, the Fantastics, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Bolton. Of course, you know, Tommy is no longer with us, unfortunately. We are inducting the Bone Crusher Bobby Burns, or as I like to call him, Crybaby Bobby Burns. We have um, a couple more people that we're inducting into the DCW Hall of Fame, and Granny is going to have the opportunity of getting to pick up Bobby Fulton and Ron Simmons at our local airport. And basically, I am being their go-to person all weekend. I'm going to be taking them to the hotel, taking them to the show, taking them back to the hotel. So it's going to be a fun weekend for Brandy. Brandy, one thing that you could do when you pick up Ron Simmons, uh, you can uh, let him, you can drive him off for a little bit and tell him you forgot where the hotel was just so you can hear him say his famous line. But well, we can't say unfortunately, it, but, uh, that would be I cool. know, but unfortunately the hotel is very close to the airport, so that's not going to happen. Now, my son does a very good impersonation of Ron Simmons. He, can, he sounds just like Ron Simmons when he does his favorite line, as we all know what it is. So, Right. Now, Matthias Nightmare, what's been up with you, buddy-o? Well, you know, working day by day, and finally got to go to the pediatric doctor. And um, how was that? Uh, not so good. Um, my knee is really, really weak. I can't lift solo with it. I can't. I couldn't lift 30 pounds at the gym with my left knee. I couldn't even lift 20 pounds with it. Um, we did some stretching when I went to the doctor, and she basically took my knee and she told me to told me to hold it up and push against her, and she immediately just threw it straight to the table said that's not okay so it turns out i've got severe calcification on the left side of my kneecap and i've got severe atrophy which is the degeneration of the muscle and tissue and cells um, on the right side of my knee so she demanded that i get an mri which will be tomorrow morning and then i will be doing uh months and months and months of physical therapy so if i excuse me so if i've got to do them on monday night i may not be doing the show We'll see what happens here with like with what goes on with my schedule and stuff. But then um, this past Friday, I got invited to go to NSE in Ada, Minnesota, at a county fair, uh, where I added some more gold to my repertoire. Where me and my uh, tag team partner Lucas Alexander gained the NSE World Tag Team Championships when we beat Dirty Deuce Wild and his uh, mystery tag team partner of Jake Taylor. Well, you know, we hope that uh, you will not be away from the show. However, if you do have to take some time off, we, you know, we can make do. But the main thing is that you 
will try and stop in every once in a while. Uh, you know, after you recover, you know, come on back full time. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll understand. And if any, if anything, I can like if if I've got to do it, and it's like and it's a really big time crunch. Like let's say I have to, let's say I go do physical therapy, and they somehow need to do a super late shift on a Monday night, and I go till like nine thirty. I mean, it's just you know you never know. Like if something were to come up, then I would um. I would I could probably call in when I get done, but with this with this extensive physical therapy and the amount of times I'm going to be going, because she said I've got to do extensive months of physical therapy, so I've never done it per se yet. Um, I haven't had my first uh, uh, taste of it, but I'm kind of nervous as to what's all going to go down. But hopefully soon it'll be uh, it'll be done and be strengthened and back to health sooner than later, but then they said I might have to have surgery, too, depending on what the MRI tells us tomorrow. And if that's the case, does that mean, if you, if you, if you can talk about it, if you know, does that mean that uh, your career might be, uh, you might have to uh, take a break? Uh, if I have to do surgery, I will be definitely taking a break, uh, possibly ending it altogether. I mean, I've loved wrestling for the past decade. I've been doing it. I've been living my dream. I've been living the dream of being a bad a bad guy, being a heel wrestler, and it's been a it's been an absolute dream of mine. Um, but if the surgery, if it's severe enough, if the, the tissue damage and the muscle damage is unrepairable without surgery, then I may be taking six months to a year off because of how much physical therapy I'm gonna have to do after the surgery. Uh, we'll just have to see what comes up after uh, the MRI tomorrow morning. Well, and let's like I said, let's hope that you know you don't have to be away from the show because. We, we, we've got a great report here. I've got a positive mindset, but, you know, there's always that, that little thing in the back of your mind that says you've got to be very watchful and very – you got to – I always like to say I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm also possibly expecting the worst. So I'm, pre- or I'm prepared for the worst, but hoping for the best. And, you know, it is an inspiration, you know. Here, here's one thing I think, Matthias, that will kind of help things out for you. We're talking about this now here on June 26th of 2023. Here is my plan. Now, you say it could be six months, it could be a year. Yep. My plan is that either six months from now or a year from now, when you're ready to go back into the ring and get your career going back again, Hmm. that we replay this segment at that time. Okay. And then... We'll start the show with that. We won't tell anybody that we're that we're starting the show with that uh, with this fifteen minute segment. Yeah. And then we'll come into it and say something like, "Well, hey, that was a year ago." And then I'll say, uh, "Matthias is here. I don't see any casts. I don't see any crutches. When are you getting back in the ring?" And we'll we'll, we'll do something like that. You know, by that time I already have all the gold anyway. I'll be talking about the gold at that point. Then let's do it. And, you know, the thing is, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, and this is kind of, it's kind of the same, it's kind of different. Christopher Reeve, his dream, uh, he uh, hosted the, he didn't host the Oscars, but he made an appearance at the Oscars seven or eight or nine months, whatever it is, after his accident. And his dream was to go to the Oscars, and they, they replay the footage of him in his wheelchair, and then he walks through the screen where, his, where he's in a wheelchair and he's walking again. That was his dream. Yeah. And unfortunately, of course, it never happened. However, that is going to happen for you. 
I like to think so. And we are going to make it happen. So, like I said, I'm prepared for anything. It's just, it, I mean, it's a, it was unfortunate. Like, I'm not going to call the wrestler out. But um, due to politics in the back, um, this happened on purpose. Um, from what I could tell through the video footage, from what I could tell through word of mouth, um, this was an intentional injury, and I am absolutely not okay with it. It actually has been kind of haunting me uh, ever since the injury. Like, I didn't see it coming, but it happens. Uh, accidents will happen, and once uh, I recover, and I will be stronger than ever, ready to come back, and I'll be winning all the gold just like I have been throughout the past 10 years. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, speaking of haunting you, uh, our next guest is going to be talking about that. We need to take a quick little commercial break, and we'll be back with our first guest. Uh, stick with us. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And you are listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And this is Attitude Era Monday Live Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle. He has a haunting presence every time he steps onto a movie set. And he's going to tell us all about the spirit board, doorway to death, Night of the Axe and Laughing Until You Die. Ladies and gentlemen, he is one of the coolest upcoming independent horror film directors today. He is Sean Wright. Hey, this is Sean Wright. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hoekster, the modern Nightmare Matthias, and the Big Swings. How's it How going? are you, sir? Good to have you, man. I'm all right. How are you doing? Well, we're doing pretty good. Uh, what, uh, here's what we're going to do here. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But before we do that, we want you to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with the interview. All right. So I am a uh, an independent horror director from Baltimore, Maryland. I um, I just released my first feature. Last, late last year, uh, Night of the Axe, which is based on my short film, The Same Name, which I released in 2019. Um, it's a, uh, you know, a, a really uh, a gory old school slasher, which is, you know, what I'm into, uh, what I want to produce. <laughs> um, just classic old school slasher films for the modern age. Um, yep, I, you know, I just getting started out. And I appreciate, you know, you giving me the time for this interview. So is is, uh, is this your first radio interview? Uh, yes, I've done podcast interviews. I've never done radio before. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, your future projects, and uh, I'm going to try and get me, Matthias, and Granny job in your next film, but we'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> However, right. the point of the, the point of our show is as you start coming up with more ideas, as you start coming up with more films and whatnot, we want to be your central. How you want to say? It. We want to be your central hub when it comes to promotion for you on this show. 
Well, I appreciate that. That would be great. So anyway, you've uh, you've got you've got uh, we and we get all our information here on uh, imbd.com. So if uh, any of the information is incorrect, uh, you'll have to fire them, not our producer. You've uh, you've done you've got movies uh, Night of the Axe. Uh, you have the you said you mentioned it was a full length film. It, it started out as a short, then became a full length film. How did that come about? Well, uh, the short film first came about um, because well. For a long time, I wanted to make a film, um, you know, for several years, and I decided that I was actually going to, you know, sit down and do it. I got together a couple friends, you know, got together a little bit of money, um, you know, found some some interested actors and actresses and just, uh, you know, went for it. Um, and then, you know, I, people seemed to like it. <laughs> uh, you know, whoever, you know, a couple people watched it, it was, you know, and then um, I went on and I was going to do a different, as my first feature film, I was going to do uh, something different. I was thinking of doing like a, a sort of a Italian-inspired zombie film um, for my first feature. But I just couldn't quite come up with the budget I needed for that. So I decided that I was going to expand on Night of the Axe, which is, you know, a sort of very by-the-numbers classic slasher. So I was going to expand on that and turn it into a feature. And in the meantime, between the short, the first short um, and the feature, I did another short, which is sort of a supernatural slasher. That's called Spirit Board. And that um, was sort of a sort of a, uh, flex my, my uh, abilities, so to speak, just to sort of get some more practice in before I did a full length. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very proud of you know, everything I've done thus far. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the cool thing is about Night of the Axe, you've actually had a couple of friends of the show in that movie. Uh, I'm sure you know who uh, a- uh, Angel Bradford is and uh, Sean Phillips. Of course. Uh, they, they, yes, they've yes. Uh, both, yeah, they've actually both made, uh, uh, been on our show in the past, and uh, they were very complimentary of you and I said, do you think that he would uh, want to uh, come on the on the air? And they said, well, you'll have to contact him, and uh, which I did. And uh, that uh, we, I actually booked you, if you remember, seven months ago. Yes, yes, I do remember. <laughs> uh, Sean, uh, Sean Wright is our guest here, and we're on 89.1 Kens FM. And uh, I want to introduce you to uh, my co-host, uh, and then uh, I'm going to ask you the couple of questions about some of your other movies. But... Granny, what do you have for our guests? Now, I know that you had a lot of fun with Angel Bradford when she was on here. So what do you have for our guests, Sean Wright? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. So what has been some of your biggest challenges you've had to face in your career of what you do? Well, it's been a pretty short career so far, but... um... (laughs) The biggest challenges have mainly just been um, time and budget constraints, you know, with every, any sort of low-budget indie film. Uh, that's your real, your real biggest challenge is mm-hmm. getting together the kind of money you need to do what you want to do. Sometimes you have to cut back, and uh, it can, you know, affect the film overall. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's getting, you know, scheduling everything and you know, doing everything on sort of a short time frame. Night of the Axe, actually, the feature actually took me 
almost three years to do because of various delays. Of course, I started filming in 2020, so we all know the sort of delays that that, that year caused. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it took me almost two, almost three years to get uh, the, my first feature out, which hopefully in the future that won't, that won't be happening. And my other question to you, if you had any kind of opportunity to be able to work with um, any type of actor or actresses, who would you want it to be? I'd love to get, um, like, Robert Englund or something. That would be great, you know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but it's possible. <laughs> uh, Sean Weiss, our guest here, we're on 89.1 Kens FM, and, uh, well, we got a good amount of time. we got about uh, 25 minutes here with Sean. Now, uh, Sean, I want to introduce you to our resident horror film guru, and he's also a resident wrestler, and he's also known as Modern Nightmare because of his love for horror films and how terrifying he is in the ring when he takes a, uh, a flat-back bump on a bench full of thumbtacks, but uh, Nightmare, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion, and soon to be and soon to be APW World Heavyweight Champion and BCW World Tag Team Champion and honorary member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, yes, as Icon did say, I am the uh, horror guru of the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday. Uh, horror has been my absolute favorite genre of film ever since I was a young kid. Um, and if I was to hear you correctly, you said that was also your favorite genre uh, growing up? In your inter- introduction, yes, yes. okay. And then yes, you said uh, slashers, and you said slashers were your uh, favorite subgenre, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. So, my main question to you would be, um, what is your absolute favorite slasher series in the uh, horror genre? That's my first question. Well, I think that um, for me, Friday the Thirteenth. It's probably one of my favorites. Um, I think that I think that like two, three, and four are like sort of the the greatest, some of the greatest slashers ever made. Uh, of course, you know those great slashers in every uh, in every franchise, and I like a lot of the you know one and done slashers that don't have a franchise. But um, yeah. I think Friday Thirteenth, two, three, and four are probably some of my favorites. And of course, you know, you know I love Halloween, of course. Um, okay. Now the act kind of rips off Halloween, so I mean, hey. <laughs> okay, perfect. And then, um, so the, my main question when it comes to horror uh, people are, well, I got two main questions. The first one will be, who was one of your favorite directors and main inspirations that got you into your love of horror? Uh, probably John Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter. Uh, you know, made some of my favorite horror films. Um, I also am a big fan of uh, Lucio Fulci. I love okay. uh, Italian stuff. So Fulci and Argento, Carpenter. Uh, of course, Sam Raimi. I love Evil Dead. one of my favorite horror films of all time. The first one. So, okay. yeah, I take a lot of inspiration from any anyone who made those 
the great old school classic eighties horror. Um, of course, there's yes, uh, sir. I'm a big fan of uh, even stuff older than that. Like you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Hammer films and stuff too. Even so, I have a pretty uh, wide range of influences that I like to pull from. Absolutely. Um, I always like to talk that Wes Craven is one of my absolute favorite directors because my first ever horror film I ever got to see as a kid was uh, 1996's Scream. Uh, It is one of my favorite horror films of all time because not only was it my first ever horror film, but I've been in love with the Scream series uh, ever since I was a young kid. And going back into the talk of series, like I just mentioned, is there any of the horror Series, whether it be Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw, any of those back in the day that you think should have died out before they continued making other movies, like Chucky going into 2019 with um, Child's Play with the remake, or... Friday the 13th going into 2009 with their reboot or 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street's reboot or whatever the case may be. Is there any series that you think should have died out and quit while they were ahead instead of making other films? Well, to be perfectly honest, I would say all of them, really, because um, they sort of did end up just getting kind of ridiculous after a point. And I, I don't really think you need to necessarily – carry on those franchises for that long. You know, I don't, I, not that I don't like, you know, some of the later ones, but after a certain point, I just don't care as much about those sequels as I do the earlier ones, you know? So I I really would say that pretty much all of them uh, probably should have ended uh, in an earlier point, but it's like, it's sort of the, the modern, not the modern, but it's sort of like the way things are in Hollywood, I guess. They just sort of, keep pumping the same things out. That's why, not that I dislike necessarily something like the MCU or something, but they just keep going and going. And, you know, um, it's probably better that they end it. (laughs) Yeah. The one thing that, that when people ask me about that, like, because of my feelings, like all it is is a Hollywood cash grab because I mean, I'll admit it. If a new Texas chainsaw would come out, I'd go watch it in theaters. If a new screen film comes out, I'm going to go see it in theaters it's the fandom of the classics that will still bring those fans there, even though they may know that they won't like it as much um, or they may hate it, they're still going to go see it because it has the name attached to it. For for me, Child's Play should have ended at three when Chucky got sliced in the fan or when Robert England stopped being Freddy Krueger, they should have stopped that altogether. Friday the 13th, it varies depending because they, they tried to do so many different things with the films as they got more and more. They didn't stick around at Camp Crystal Lake where Jason just kept coming back to life and, and killing the counselors and then getting killed and then coming back. So that was a series that I could say could have possibly continued if they made up new ideas. Um, but with all those, like I said, they all should have died out at a decent time because then – you know, you could come up with new material, but they always want that cash grab, which is highly unfortunate. But, you know, the fans will still come, you know, but it, right. it happens. Um, and then um, my next question to you would be, who is one of your favorite um, – okay, I'll ask this question first. So when it comes to every horror person, I ask them, what is one film that 
even though you are as old as you are now, that if you watch it will still get you to either cringe or jump or scream or anything like that. Is there a film like that for you? Um, no, to be honest, I don't, I'm not really, I don't really get, I don't really get scared of horror movies, you know, I, you know, I, maybe that sounds weird, but I, they don't really scare me. Yeah, I know how they work. They, they just entertain me. Uh, I just like to see, uh, cool monsters, interesting special effects and like, uh, you know, just interesting, gory stuff. And you can't really get that from other genres. Um, so, but exactly. no, I wouldn't say anything, anything really scares me. Uh, maybe when, you know, when I was younger, things would maybe spook me a little bit. I, the only thing I'll say is I am a little, I am put a little on edge by like some of the, some of the cheesy ghost jump scare stuff. It just, it gets me a little mm-hmm. bit, but not, not by much, you know? Yeah. So the one thing I always like to say is, um, I, like, I, I agree with you. I don't get scared by horror films now. I've never gotten scared by horror because, like, I always knew in the back of my head, like, oh, this is going to be a jump scare. Like, if, if you're a big enough fan, you'll know, like, oh, this is going to be a setup or this is becoming a jump scare or whatever the case may be. There may be some times where you weren't expecting something, but it won't get me to, like, scream or jump. But the one thing that always will, I think, make me cringe, and there's a specific kill in a specific film, are you familiar with the Hatchet series? Uh, yes. Okay, so... It is the second kill in the first film when the older couple uh, first meet Victor Crowley and they try to escape from him. And the, the wife, when Victor puts his hands in her mouth and then rips her head in half with, through the jawline or whatever, just watching the, like, because you said the effects, seeing the cheeks rip, like sometimes I get locked jaw or my jaw locks up and my cheeks feel like they're kind of ripping apart, that I, I can always feel that when like my jaw locks up I just look at that I'm like ah like the effect is just is so good it made me actually kind of feel something for a second you know <laughs> right yeah that, that is a good one yeah uh yeah. Sean Wright is our guest here we're on 89.1 FM. we got about 15 minutes here with Sean so I want to ask you a couple director questions now when your first feature film came out on Night of the Axe and you you got the first copy of the Blu-ray when it was released. Tell us what it was like when you first when you first opened up the box or you saw your movie on the shelf in the store. What was that like for you? What was that experience like? Uh, it was a relief, honestly, because I had actually gone through quite an ordeal just to get it out on the Blu-ray because um, I was doing all this. I did it all myself. I went to this company, uh, uh, Kunaki, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but anyway, it's like a, it's an independent company. Uh, so I actually did all this myself. Uh, you know, I had, I built, I did the, made the ISOs myself. I sent them up. I put, did the artwork myself, all this stuff. So I, um, it was a relief just to get it because it, it had taken so long too. Cause there was, I was, you know, I told people they could have them at like, I don't know, like January or something like that. And it wasn't until like, April or something till they were actually out, but I did get them out and I was very relieved uh, to finally have them in my possession and able to ship them out to my pre-order people. So now you drew the cover for that movie, the poster? Oh no, I I didn't do the poster art, no, but I did, I did do the, um, you know, all the other stuff like the, uh, 
the graphic design sort of stuff on the on the badge and whatnot. But no, um, that the um, poster art was actually by an artist named Soulblade six 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 Daniel Shaw. Uh, he does he, he yeah he does he does great work. A lot of metal album covers and stuff. So um, yeah, so he was a, a great guy to call for this sort of project. So now, is there uh, now you said at the you said when Matthias uh, <clears throat> asked you a question about uh, different uh, franchises. Are you against them? Because the way you answered it, it sounds like, uh, you know, you were against a franchise having multiple movies. You'd rather have movies that stand alone. Are you not going to do have any of your horror films turn into, like, part one, part two, part three? I'm not against franchises. I'm just against them running uh, indefinitely, <laughs> you know. I'm just against them, you know, overstaying their welcome, so to speak. Um, I do, there is a possibility of a Night of the Axe too. I I'm thinking about it for sure, but that's not necessarily my next project I'd like to work on. Um, but so yeah, I definitely I definitely could do sequels for my for my stuff. Uh, but I would try my best not to overstay the welcome, you know. So does that mean we're not going to see Night of the Axe 2022, Night of the Axe Part 23, Son of uh, Son of the Axe, stuff like that? We're we're not going to have to worry about that with you then, right? No, you might you might get Night of the X uh, three, but I probably wouldn't go further than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we uh, we had a, a guest on a uh, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, he's got a movie uh, that me and Matthias are going to be part of called Santa Slays S L A S L A Y S, and uh, uh, our station owner he's also got a, a voice part in it. Now he not that we're bragging here, but he actually wrote that. Uh, seen in from Matthias and myself. Now, my question to you is, because uh, he mentioned this, you know, it's like everybody's doing something like with Emmyville, Emmyville this, Emmyville that, <laughs> Emmyville whatever. Uh, let me, uh, can you promise us that we will never see a film done by uh, Sean Wright, Emmyville <laughs> Axeman or something? You won't. You don't have to worry about Emmyville for me. I'm not really... Um... I'm not really into doing Amityville sort of movies. Um, they, I mean, I guess if they want to keep doing it, more power to them, I guess. But I'm not, it's not for me. You know, I'm not interested in doing an Amityville movie, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Sean Reitzer, I guess, you've got about 11 minutes. Now, if you're uh, able to, and I'll understand if you uh, you don't want to answer this next question, do you, do you have uh, a few projects uh, cooking in the, on the back burner that uh, that you want to start working on or uh, have ideas for that uh, that you'd have Matthias and myself in want to uh, have a part in? Uh, Granny maybe as well. Uh, you know, it's like I tell all the directors on this that come on our show, I'll come, I'll carry your bags, I'll go get your cappuccino, I'll do whatever you need, just let me sleep on the set and give me some hot dogs, I'll come work for you, then you can pay me when it makes a million. What do you think? What, what kind of projects you got uh, uh, that you're working on right now? Uh, I am working on something I don't want to necessarily officially announce yet, but I'm writing something currently, and... Um, I'm very excited about it. I have a couple. I have several ideas. I, you know, I have in the in the works. But there's one that I'm working on at the moment that I will probably be my next film. But I have a couple of things like I would like to do in the future. I like to do that zombie film I mentioned. 
um, the Italian zombie style film. I like to do a werewolf film. I'd love to do a werewolf film. Um, I'd love to do some some monster kind of movies like Lake Creatures or something weird like that. Um, yeah, I'd like to do a Lovecraft anthology too. I have a lot of ideas, but realistically, right now, I do have something, but I, I just don't want to officially announce it yet. You know what I mean? Well, well, without going in uh, too far in it, and this this may be a question I want to answer again, but what would be your time frame of when you want to have this completed and start filming? Can you tell us that? Yes, um, I'd like to try to get my next project in. Yeah, I'd like to get on set for it early next year. I sort of took most of this year just to try to focus on getting Night of the Act out there, you know. Um, but I'd like to try to get on set for my next film early next year. That was what I was looking at. And then do you have a, uh, uh, do you have like uh, a central location where you film most of your films or uh, do you just uh, try and find places and go, go for it? I, well, I, I stay around the Baltimore area generally because that's, that's where I'm from and uh, I don't get to travel too far, but yeah, Baltimore area is mainly where I film. So if uh, if we were to uh, get a part in your film, would you take us? Would uh, if we come down and say, would you take us to Jimmy Seafood? Sure. <laughs> you ever been? I've I've heard a lot about Jimmy Seafood in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been there, but I mean, I definitely would like to try it. And uh, do you have a? Uh, and I know you, you don't want to uh, talk too much about the film, but uh, do you think you'll have a part for one of my favorite actresses, uh, Jennifer Krebs? Jennifer Krebs, that's my wife. <laughs> well, I well you, you kind you kind of spoiled that. Uh, I was kind of, I, I had about fifteen questions I was going to lead into that. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, uh, well anyway, I mean, on. she doesn't she doesn't really act. No. <laughs> uh, but when you don't do the dishes, I bet she she acts very upset, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Sean Rice, our guest here on 89.1 FM. we got about uh, seven minutes uh, left here. Uh, so we can do this so we don't forget. If our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I have all kinds of stuff, but the best way to get find all of it is spacemeltfeatures.com. I have a website, spacemeltfeatures.com. And let me ask you this, uh, and uh, I'm not going to talk about the, the current project that you ha- you know you mentioned you want to start. Uh, let me ask you this. By the time everything is all said and done and you retire from directing, how many movies would you say you want to have in your catalog that you've done? No, I, I couldn't answer that, you know. I'm not like a a Tarantino where I want to do 10 movies for some reason. Uh, I don't want to be like a, uh, I don't necessarily want to be like a, uh, a Joe D'Amato or a Jess Franco where I have like 300 movies <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so I don't know, somewhere between 10, somewhere between 10 and 300, you know? Um, so I think that, we, we, I think that, I think that probably like, I don't know, like 20 is probably a good. It all depends on, you know, how much money I can get, basically. <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing that we're not going to have to worry about you also becoming like Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme having like 
87 movies that are basically about the same thing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you never know. You never. You never know, though. I might get a. Um, I, I might end up being a. Um, a Hollywood bigwig at some point, and then I'll just uh, succumb to the. Um, succumb to the uh, the Hollywood rot, if you will. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, Nat, that would be really cool. But uh, we we only have we have about uh, five minutes here uh, left with our guest Sean Wright. Let me ask you this, Sean: when you when you get these ideas for movies, like for instance, uh, uh, Night of the Axe, and uh, you know, it started out as a short film and then it became a feature film. How long does it take you um, to come up with a an idea, and then you, you realize like? Okay, I, I really want to make this film. This is going to be a great idea. And then, as you get into it, you're like, I really, really want to make this. Like, this film is my baby. Do you ever have that experience, or is Night of the Axe that film for you right now? Well, yeah, that, that's really every everything I've done. You know, I get the idea. Uh, of course, I have a bunch of ideas floating around, but I really, when I really hone in on it. Uh, you know, then it becomes my baby. You know, I start writing, I start thinking of all these things I can do, all these, um, you know, all these interesting, all these interesting moments, whether they be kills or other such things in the film. You know, every, uh, everyone who's, I guess everyone who's really passionate about the craft uh, would, every movie is their baby. And then some, what during production, sometimes it can get a little muddled. <laughs> Because um, maybe it does, it's not ending up, you know, maybe it doesn't go the way you want it to. And maybe you have to cut a few things here and there. And it ends up being not exactly what you want it. But it's still your baby in a way, you know, because you um, <laughs> you still made it. <laughs> so you know, and we know you that... live with it. You know that we know that funding for a film is probably the most difficult thing, but... Aside from uh, getting funding, what is the most difficult challenge as a director to put your film from paper to film to screen? Um, finding good help and finding a, a good cast, which I was lucky with for the feature. I was, I was lucky to find a great cast for the feature, um, but I did have a little trouble finding a crew, so I ended up doing a lot of stuff myself. <laughs> I was uh, I was doing a lot of stuff myself on that set, um, but it worked out for the best. Um, and really, I think I'm going to continue on with that for a little bit. My next few projects, um, probably being the main cinematographer as well, uh, with like some helping hands. That's probably that's probably the hardest thing is finding finding the people who can work with you and your budget. Um, especially if you have no budget and you're just sort of up and coming, you know, it's hard to find people. So in a way, uh, when it comes to projects, uh, would you say that, uh, you're like me, uh, we come from the opposite of money, which is no money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, uh, Sean Wright is our guest here. Go ahead. Uh, just Night of the Axe was uh, funded pretty much entirely out of my pocket, <laughs> so it was a it was a passion project, you know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I can't speak for Matthias and Granny, but my offer still stands on your next film. 
I'll come out and help you out. And uh, if it's a big success, you can pay me. If not, throw me some hot dogs. I'll be good to go. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Sean, we want to thank you. You have been awesome. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And uh, you are an awesome man. If you could send us a few autographs for giveaways, we definitely would appreciate it. Yep, definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right, Sean Wright, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, Matthias, I know you love when we have horror uh, directors on. I know you do. Well, uh, yes, because, I mean, I like when we have guests on that are either wrestlers or fans of horror films because when we have guests like that on, you know, you get to have um, a very intelligent conversation with people about things you're very uh, familiar with and you're very uh, passionate about. So, yeah, every time we get to have a wrestler on or we get to have a uh, horror movie director, actor, whatever, uh, on it's always it's always a pleasure to be able to speak with them about our favorite thing, which is either wrestling or horror films. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I have a special surprise coming up here in, in our next segment. Uh, we need to take a little commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. So stick with us for a big surprise. So, if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now for any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is the actress that made private parts all the money that it ever hit at the box office for her one scene in that film. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, I give you the beautiful, and the awesome, and a great friend of mine. She's going to be all good with us. She is Melanie Good. (laughs) Hey, this is Melanie Good. You're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live. Monday on 89.1, Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, the modern nightmare Matthias, and the big swing. Hey, Melanie, how are you? Good to have you. Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Well, good. Uh, we have uh, Melanie Good as our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about uh, 30 minutes here. Uh, and we have a lot to cover in a short amount of time. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then uh, we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and then in about uh, 10 minutes we need to take a break for some legal business. Uh, but first off, give us a little background about yourself. Uh, in what sense? <laughs> in uh, where I was born or uh, how I got to be an actress or model? Yeah, that yeah, so with that. That that works. Okay, so my entire career was an accident and uh, I accidentally became a, a model uh, when I was like 14 or 15 and <clears throat> when I left New York and I moved to Utah, I was just going to get my degree and go open a gym somewhere and then um suddenly within a month I wound up on the cover of Body Glove and then Utah has like a big market where they shoot a lot of commercials and movies. And I just dumbly wound up 
auditioning for things and getting things. And the next thing you know, I, I got my degree and then moved to Los Angeles, wound up on Lollapalooza with uh, James Addiction. Uh, I was the lead dancer with James Addiction on the first Lollapalooza, which was probably the most fun thing. It's not being in the bathtub with Howard Stern, of course. I mean, can't overlook that. And uh, then that's it. I got off tour and just accidentally got my first part. Uh, I auditioned for a TV show called Seinfeld, but nobody could pronounce the name of the show. <laughs> I got that. And kind of it just, it just went from there. It was an absolute unintentional accident. Nobody wants to hear that, do they? Uh, well, yeah, actually we do, and we we got uh, we got like I said, we got plenty of questions. But Melanie Goods, our guest here on eighty nine point one Kansas FM, we got about uh, uh, twenty eight mi- uh, uh, minutes with uh, Melanie. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. I'm gonna do a roundtable and we'll come back to me. Yeah. But now you you mentioned that uh, you were in the bathtub with Howard Stern. Of course, that's probably the most famous scene in the movie Private Parts. Now let me ask you this: Were you guys really? In the tub together, or was that CGI stuff? <laughs> there was no GI back then. <laughs> there was no CGI back then. <laughs> no, yeah. And Fred, let's not forget. Fred took up a lot of space, man. Um, yeah, we were, we were all in the tub together. And it is true. I, I, uh, we were three days in a bathtub. And I don't know if you've ever spent mm, roughly seven to eight hours just wet, <laughs> It is not fun. It is not comfortable. After, like, the first 45 minutes, you're like, how long is this going to take? <laughs> and when you're on day two, you're like, how are we in the tub again? <laughs> how is this still happening? And uh, it was actually the second day that I was like, I couldn't take the underwear. They had me in these uh, – cause originally I had pasties on and, like, a little G-string thing. But, you know, when you're wet for that long – it cut to in places that are really uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, day two, like, I put them back on, and I tried to power through. But about 45 minutes in, I I, I said to Howard, I, I, I'm hurt. Like, this really hurts. And then so I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I got, I got a problem. <laughs> and so I just decided that I will, I got to get these off. So I said, okay, I'm taking these off. He goes, what? What? Howard's like freaking out. Yeah, I can't do it. So I just stood up. I announced to the entire room. I said, okay, um, it was a closed set anyway, so there weren't that many people there. But I said, okay, I'm taking this off. Everybody okay with that? I'm going to be officially naked. I don't want anybody to be offended. Took it off and sat back down. <laughs> so that's how I officially I, no. became naked. You know, I, and I can I can just imagine uh, people with cell phones in the studio at the time uh, going, "Hey, everybody, come on to the set really quick." <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, 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 Melanie Goods, I guess, here on 89.1 Kens FM, and uh, I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and then uh, we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the tougher stuff. But uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you were on Seinfeld. Now, well, you uh, you were. Um, cast, uh, uh, we get most of our information here from IMDB, uh, it yeah. says that in the episode that you were in, you were cast as the tall woman. Right. Couldn't they give you a name? Um, 
yeah, you know, it was really just a small part, and it was at the very end of the episode, and my line was, excuse me, uh, I was walking behind you, and you dropped your wallet. That was really the whole thing, so I didn't really need a name. Tall girl works. I actually had a couple more lines, but they wound up changing it, and that was it. Tall girl works. I wasn't, I'm not actually that tall either. I'm only 5'10", but um, they had me on boxes, Apple boxes, so that I looked super tall. And I mean, you were wearing heels too? Yeah, I had heels on and I was on an Apple box. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, uh, okay, so we have, uh, and this, this is great, I'm loving this. We have uh, Melanie Good as our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM, and uh, we still got uh, plenty of time, like I said. Uh, we're going to ask all the questions. Uh, we got uh, 25 minutes here with Melanie. Now, uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Granny Hawkshire, and then. Uh, I'll have to uh, let you guys know when we got to take a little break to do a little legal ID. But uh, you were in a movie called What a Woman with one of Granny's favorite actors, Mel Gibson. And I'm sure she's going to ask you about that. Granny, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. Hi. It's a pleasure to have you on. And, yes, Mel Gibson is one of my favorite actors. I love Mel Gibson. I I love so many of his different movies that he's been in. So what was it like? to actually get to work with him? Well, I'm about to just disappoint you in all kinds of ways. Um, I was in the movie, but I played the showgirl. I was at the beginning, and I was with young Mel Gibson. So ah. I never got to meet Mel Gibson. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Too because, yeah, because we shot for a week, and we were in rehearsals for two weeks, and it was a three-day audition <clears throat> process. It was oh, wow. completely ridiculous for basically not even a great part. But I get residuals, and it's awesome, and billing, and all that. So, But I never and I got guess, to meet him. I, and I guess my other question for you is, who, if you had the opportunity to act or, or whatever, who would you want to uh be cast with in any kind of movie that you were a part of, you know, whether it's actress or actor, or who would you like to be able to work with and why? And, and, and it's okay to say me. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a great question. There's so many people that, you know, from my height, it would have been awesome to be opposite someone like a Liam Neeson or, um, I mean, I, I did get to work with, quite a few of the taller actors. I mean, there's just so many great ones, I, I can't narrow it down. I mean, I can't be cliche and go Brad Pitt or um, Clooney. You know, you got to be a little more creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's like true. A, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got the classics, right? Oh, you know who it is? Uh, I would have loved, when I was younger, to act with Patrick Dempsey. Oh, wow. I I had a crush on Patrick Dempsey. I, like, I have a cover. I think it was one of his first covers on a thing called Longevity when he was, like, 17 or 18. I still have that. Like, it's such a crush. And then he became so super famous. But, yeah, that would have been awesome, right? That's awesome. Picture, um, picture him, like, uh, circuit 87, 88, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. No, any good. Not any good to our guests here. We need to take a quick little uh, timeout. We'll be right back, so stick with us after these messages. 
You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM with our lovely guest, Melanie Good. Now, Melanie, I do want to introduce you to uh, my uh, next co-host. His name is the Modern Nightmare Matthias. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was telling me when I told him that you were going to be on, uh, one of his favorite movies is Private Parts, and I think that he uh, wore, uh, wore out the slow-mo button on his DVD remote. So he's going to talk to you about that. Uh, Matthias, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champions, and soon to be APW World Heavyweight Champion and BZW World Tag Team Champion, Matthias here, and honorary member of the New World Order. Welcome on to my part of the program. Um, So when it comes to... When, you, when people go for interviews, um, this question gets somewhat tossed around. They get varied answers depending on who you ask. Um, so my question to you would be, who is one of your main influences growing up that helped you shape the career that you have now? Or who would you say is one of your quote-unquote heroes uh, in your life that influenced you to become what you have throughout the years? I wanted to be Suzanne Summers. Period, end of story. Sorry. Um, okay. I just wanted to be Suzanne Summers. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly, I, I really didn't know how to even make that happen. I didn't even know where California was, even though in my high school they used to call me the California girl. I just wanted to be her. I wish I had dreamed bigger, though, because I think I could have gotten it. <laughs> like, I, I wanted, like, my own sitcom when I figured out, you know, how the whole thing kind of broke down into working. But wasn't she great? Isn't she just fun and funny? And she's still fun and funny today. I'd agree. Now, uh, well, could you, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned Susan Summers. Could you uh, put uh, uh, Farrah Fawcett in that category too? Oh, my gosh. I mean, icon. Icon of all icons. I mean, everybody wanted to be Sarah Fawcett. I didn't have good enough hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, you know, I, I, like, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, I was going to say, when you're, go ahead. You I'll go. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, I, I would have loved to have done an iconic poster like Sarah Fawcett did. Uh, or um, Heather Thomas. Do you remember those posters back yep. in the 80s? I, I mean, still have it. Those two posters. Isn't if it didn't get posted, I, I still have it. Well, it, my, I have a photographer buddy, Michael Lohr, and we've done a bunch of shots. But I've, I'm always like, okay, this could be iconic like, nowadays. And one of these days we're going to actually figure out a way to market them. I mean, I do have my a new website, MelanieGood.com, up. And if you see any of those pictures, if you get deep into it, there's a few of them I'd like to make that I feel are like modern day classic like that, with but more on the sexy side because you know the world's changed. We can't just do the big smile. But yeah, so tell me, tell me, like, tell me the Farrah Fawcett fantasies. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Actually, I wanted to be like uh, I wanted to be like Farrah Fawcett's brother. Uh, I wanted uh-huh. to be hot. Wa- I wanted to be hot water. <laughs> that would be hot water faucet. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, I, I I knew that uh, uh, I knew that. Uh, that joke would die like a uh, would, would die would die quickly. But anyway, uh, Melanie Goods, our guest here on eighty nine point one Kids FM. We got about fifteen minutes now. I want to ask you about uh, some of the other roles that you've been in, and then we could come back and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, uh, your role with Howard Stern's movie. But uh, you've done a lot of stuff uh, on the small screen. You've been in Suddenly Susan. Uh, you've been in uh, Burke's Law. Uh, you've been in The Nanny. We talked about uh, Seinfeld. You've been in Coach. Uh, do you prefer doing the small screen compared to the bigger screen, or do you prefer doing the big screen over the small screen, or doesn't it matter? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're all great. Uh, I I actually like sitcoms a lot, just, just the format. I just like the timing of them. I like how you can build the character or – I mean, for me, I always had like just the walk on some. I mean, I did 13 pilots, and got picked up. So I never had the chance to be on one for a long period of time. But the movies are great too if you can um, find your niche in them. You know, if you if you have a part that's a memorable part. If it's not memorable, it's just another day on the set. You, you know now, what I mean? Yeah. What is the movies you've ever been on the set? What, what was the what I've ever been on? What, what is the longest time you've ever been on set for a movie or a TV show? Uh, probably just two weeks. You know, um, I'm Psycho Cop, two weeks. Um, die Watching. That was my entire part was shot in two days. Um, I was on private parts for three weeks. So I guess there's that. I, I guess that... I guess that would be my longest then was private parts. Oh, um, they want Dick Dixter. I was on that for a week. Yeah, I pretty much just do like the the week to two week thing. I'd love to do more, but don't we all? Now, do you have any uh, uh, current projects that uh, that you're working on that you can talk about, or are they pretty much hush hush right now? I am not working on anything at this moment, mainly because I'm taking care of my folks in Utah. So my only big thing that I that I've been working on right before I wound up, uh, you know, taking care of my folks um, was my MelanieGood.com, which I just redid. So I have one thing I'm signed to, but I'm not allowed to say anything about that. I think they have foreshadowed it on my IMDb, but I have to be on the hush hush down low on that. But I know that there's, oh, there's okay. something that comes. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but uh, I, I was able to read between the lines there, so I'm not going to, uh, I won't ask about that. But, uh, <laughs> when, you know, I, I'd ask you about, you know, the small screen and the big screen. When, you, when, you're on the, uh, when you're on the big screen, like you said, you were at the set of Howard Stern for three weeks. Uh, yeah. What is, it, what is Howard like, personally? Well, see, that's just the unusual thing. I never listened to the Stern show before I got the part, and I never met anybody. So unlike everybody else that auditioned for the show, which I understand there was multiple callbacks, 
Howard and his people had the final say. Um, I got cast off my tape. So they brought me in for an audition, and that was it. Never heard anything. I just assumed I didn't get it. Just another audition, no big deal. And then out of nowhere, um, I got it. And so I didn't have an initial meeting until I was on the set. <laughs> that was how I first met Howard. So um, Betty Thomas, who's the director, really went out of her way to make sure that we got comfortable around each other because she's very shy. He's, he's remarkably shy. When you really? get one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, and I had the unique, the uniqueness of having to be the person to push him around. So I had to um, get comfortable. I, I couldn't be intimidated. So Betty just really made sure that we hung out. Um, she pushed him to go up and talk to me because she's like, you can't just start the scene. You got to go say hi to her. It was really, really cute. And he like the first thing he said to me was like, hi. Um, I, I've never met you, and Betty says I have to say hi. <laughs> it was really, really cute. Like, and I mean, I, I we really became I, at that time in our lives too. We had kind of parallel lives, and like, uh, we just we just really got along on a normal, down to earth, just regular person level. Like we talked a lot about working out and. Um, animals and you know I dreamt of having an animal rescue of my own someday which I did have for 10 years and you know he was just really not what he is on the radio thank god I didn't have the this pretext of the radio person because that's not the person who I met so I see I, I never would have guessed that I thought he'd be like this uh I mean I I, I know he's a nice guy you know, but I figured he'd be like this, uh, you know, he'd be like a um, larger than life on the set, you know, because he's Howard Stern. Yeah, you know, uh, I did this new show a little bit once I got cast, and that terrified me to the point where I'm like, oh, I can't, uh, yeah, I don't need to hear any more of that. That's awful. <laughs> I'm scared. Cause it really worried me, like, is my body good enough? Am I pretty enough? You know, and then I, just, I had to just put all that aside and just be like, let's just, you just have to be you and just, just do it. Um, he is larger than life in that he can really talk. You know, it's hard to talk. To just keep talking and be interesting and just come up with things to say. So that does make you larger than life. And I don't, I, all that, any pretext of a negativity or, or um, maybe like people say how he treats women, I didn't, none of that was in my direction. I, I didn't see that. I didn't, he never said anything negative about anybody around me. Uh, he was just conscious and conscientious of other people, so shockingly and surprisingly. And the fact that he had to be in his underwear sitting behind me in the bathtub and then get out of the bathtub with his panties looking like he had a poop in him. <laughs> um, you know, he was mortified. And, and he flat out told me like a million times, like, I can't believe I have to do, I'm so mortified. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was in an embarrassing situation with me. Kind of fun, right? Uh, right. And uh, Melanie Goods, I guess, here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And, uh, well, we got, uh, we, we got about eight minutes here left with Melanie. Now, for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Air, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to Ken's FM, 
Ken's FM page like that on Facebook. Do a ten dollar month donation to Power Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win a uh, autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Melody, would you be willing to send us a few for giveaways? Of course, yes. That's awesome. And uh, we, uh, anything, and I'll send you the information on uh, Facebook Messenger because I know probably after this, uh, after this interview, you'll probably never answer my phone calls again. Uh, and that, that's a, that's that's a normal thing. Uh, so, with with all that being said, you know, and we were talking about uh, all the different uh, uh, sitcoms that you've been on, and you like sitcoms. It had to have been a blast working with Fran Drescher. It had to have been awesome. Oh my God, that was probably my favorite sitcom to work on. I, it was the whole cast was great on that. She was a blast. Everybody was so fun on that, and very down to earth too. I love that show. Did you see that episode? I do the splits in it. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, uh, what, what, the reason why, the only reason why I watched that show, well, well, of course, because you were in it, but uh, because Fran Drescher was actually in uh, the mo- my, my favorite movies of all time, The Hollywood Nights. And uh, that's the oh. only reason why I used to watch that show is because of her in Hollywood Nights. No kidding. Wow. Okay. And she was also in another favorite yeah, she was also another favorite movie of mine called American Hot Wax about uh, Alan Freed. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that was about Alan Freed. Okay. I'll have to watch yeah, that again. Yeah, uh, that was actually uh, her and Jay Leno, where Jay Leno got his first, uh, where he got his first uh, movie role, actually, uh, was in that no movie. No kidding. Wow. Right. I didn't know that. Huh. Uh uh, Melanie Goods, our guest here. Unfortunately, we only got uh, five minutes left with Melanie. I wish it were five more years. Uh, now, you were actually also in a uh, a horror film as well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jack Frost uh, Part Two. I was, I was. I was in Jack Frost too. Yeah, I got my head blown off. That's why you won Part I, Three. I, <laughs> that's right, exactly. They killed me. They killed me. They, they like to kill me in some movies, you know. It's, it's fun from time to time. Yeah, um, I surprisingly played a model, a bikini model. Yep, big stretch. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, there's a, who, Michael Michael Kunis Michael Kunis, um directed that, if I'm not mistaken. That was so long ago. I barely remember that. I was in another horror movie, too, Die Watching. Yep, yep. And one thing I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned that you're 5'10", and uh, in uh, Seinfeld you were credited as the tall woman, and in another uh, series you were credited as the tall woman in the Drew Carey show. Now, what was it like hanging out with uh, the host of uh, uh, hanging out with the host of The Price is Right? Right. Isn't that funny? Who would have seen his career go in that direction? I didn't see that coming. Oh, he was great. You know, I mean, I, I was married to a stand-up comic. My first husband was a stand-up. So I feel the most comfortable around stand-up comics because they're awkward and uncomfortable and uh, dorky and unique, and uh, I, I fit right in with them, even though <laughs> I don't, you wouldn't know that by looking at me, but I swear to you, I'm a giant dork, and uh, so I it was, I was comfortable in that set. The other guy was a stand-up comic, too, the guy that I can't remember his name, but there were two stand-up comics on that show. 
He was great. Look at him go still hosting, and he's lost all that weight. You know what I'll tell you about the Drew Carey show? A craft service table like you have never seen in your freaking life. Cakes, donuts, like the most fancy gourmet bakery stuff constantly all day long. It's like my worst nightmare. So uh, you, so you never were too far from the uh, snack table. <laughs> it was crazy. I just could you, I've never seen a craft service table that fancy and sugarful. I'm sure he doesn't do that anymore. But yeah, no, I'm sure great. not. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I myself used to weigh uh, 420 pounds. Uh, uh, at my peak weight, I'm now down. I actually weigh 220 now, uh, but yeah, I, I know what it's like to drop all that weight drastically. Uh, and that's hard. I, I didn't really have a choice. Two heart attacks oh. brought that on. Oh wow, that's not the way to go. Maybe next time a different plan. Right. Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess my uh, my thing was uh, stop uh, going to Dunkin' Donuts every morning for breakfast. Uh, that, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Melanie that, Goods are a guest here, and so we don't forget to do this. If our fans want to check you out and see you, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Go to MelanieGoods.com, and please go to MelanieGoods.com and make that Alexandria Lakewood, who was the name that I used before I was Screen Actors Guild. Please make it go away. The only way I can make it go away is if you just hit on MelanieGood.com. And one little, <laughs> one little tidbit I do want to mention. We got about the two minutes left, and here's how much of a big of a fan I am of yours. Uh, I bet you I'm one of the only ones that knows that in 1987 you were named the MVP of the McDonald's All Star Classic. I was. I was. I'm a white girl. Oh, did I say that? And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, you're the reason why your high school did so well in basketball the four years that you played. Um, I I won't take all the credit, but I I was very cocky and I did win a lot of awards and I was very fortunate to really do well with basketball. I think that's that's why I don't think of myself as like the model girl because I always think of myself as the athlete. Yeah, you were you were the star of Arcadia High School. Yeah. Yeah, and I was recruited by nearly every college in the nation, Division One, to play Division One basketball. And I just didn't want to play because I, in the back of my mind, kind of wanted to be a model. And they wanted me to gain a bunch of weight. I was like, oh, I think I need to lose weight. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It, it's hard to think of me as like a basketball player. But, you know, I did the Nike tours, so that did help me in Hollywood. I was a basketball player on uh, the Nike tour. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Melanie, you are such you are so awesome, and I'll understand if you never want to appear on the show again. But uh, and I'll understand if uh, when I uh, when I dial your number that you gave me and it says this number has been temporarily disconnected, I'll I'll, I'll fully understand <laughs> why. You're blocked well, forever, blocked. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, Melanie. No. Thank you very much. You are awesome. I do appreciate everything that you do, and we would definitely love to have you on again. I will hit you with some photos, too, so you can give them out to your guests. And please go to MelanieGood.com. Thank you, Melanie. We love you. Have a good Thanks night. Thanks for Appreciate having it. me. Thanks for having All me right. so much. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Melanie Good, Melanie. ladies and gentlemen. Yep. 
Uh, now, Matthias, you you got to admit, that was a shocker, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. As always, like I said, you never know who you're going to talk to on uh, on this radio show. That's for that's for sure. And it does prove that I have beautiful, exciting friends. And our next guest is going to be no exception to that rule. But we need to take a quick little commercial break. We will be right back after these messages with our next guest. And I cannot wait. The new parts are here. New Boxer here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity. So order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Not only is her last name recommend, uh, representing the king of the jungle, she's also the queen of iHeartRadio. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the very talented Donna Lyons. Hey, this is Donna Lyons, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live, Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, the big swing, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. Hey, Donna, how are you? Thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, I think you're one of the uh, highest statured radio individuals that we've had on the show. We thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So here's how we're going to do this, uh, Donna. Uh, so, uh, And uh, once again, uh, just like our past guests, I understand if you never answer the phone when I call again, but uh, that's a given. Uh, <laughs> so here's how we're going to do this, Donna. I'm going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher radio questions. So go ahead. You got it. Well, um, I am, let's see, I grew up in Huntington Beach, California, so ask me how I got on the the East Coast, I will tell you, (laughs) but I ended up um, getting into modeling and then got married and um, decided to go back to school and got divorced and decided I was going to start writing, majored in writing, and became a journalist for examiner.com. And I started writing military articles because we were a military family at that time. I was married to a Navy SEAL and um, really got involved with veterans and things of that nature. And then from there, somebody had seen my writing, an author named John Gresham, and he said, I have someone I want you to meet. I love your writing. And I was blown away that he contacted me. And he set me up with a... um, Uh, Defense Media Network, which uh, they write military magazines, and I did many articles for them. And I was one of the few women that actually wrote articles in that genre. There's not many women that like to write about the military, and I'm fascinated by it. I love it. I love our veterans, love the military, love our country. Um, And then from there, there was a colonel, a female colonel that uh, saw my work and said, would you co-author a book, which I sent you a couple copies of those. And I said, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then I married a colonel, 
And that colonel um, deployed twice to Iraq, twice to Afghanistan, once to Kosovo, did 30 years. When he retired, he went over to the Pentagon and now currently works with the Secretary of Defense. So I've been able, in, within my career, I've been able to meet very, very cool people. I'm, I'm a- absolutely stunned by some of the people I've gotten to meet and um, been involved with, you know, the people that are just, you know, they run our country and our veterans and military. And then from there, I started going on a book tour. And the book tour took me to a whole nother place. I was on Fox and Friends a couple times. They liked me, so they had me back a couple times talking about um, things that I was well-versed in. And then from there, I I mean, I was on CNN. I did Good Day Sacramento, Good Day LA. I was in Chicago. I was in New York. I was all over the place doing this book tour for our little book we did. Then I did book signings at um, as many military bases as I could get to. Um, from there, somebody saw me and said, would you, you know, would you come on my radio show? And I said, yeah, yeah. So I started doing these little radio shows with John Gresham and his friend. They did Military Mondays, and they had me on quite often. And I, I started really liking it. In the interim, my husband at the time went back over to Iraq, and I went back to California. We had been on the East Coast. And there was a small uh, station there, um, television station, and they said, we want to give you your own show. We want you to produce it. We want you to host it. We want you to get your guests. And I said, absolutely. You know, he's deployed. What am I going to do? So I ended up getting my own show. It was called Armed Forces Weekly, and it was with a little station in, in uh, Northern California in Sacramento. And I did these shows um, every week, and I would have on military guests or people that had to do with the military. It was so much fun. And then from there, I still went back. I kept gravitating towards radio, and I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? You know, I love radio. You don't even have to get dressed up every day, you know. (laughs) Go on television, you always have to look perfect. (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm getting kind of sick of this. I like being in my sweats with my hair up. So they gave me my own show, and it was called Love, Liberty, and Lip Gloss. And it was just any kind of guest that I could have on. And, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, I interviewed some great people in my career. It's been amazing. And then when they folded, uh, sadly, John passed away. And then um, Daria and another partner, they, the people that owned it, they, they folded the company. And they said, we, you know, we don't want to do shows anymore. And I said, okay, that's fine. But they gave me Love, Liberty, and Lip Gloss. So I took that with me, and I started Lions Radio Network. And I've had it probably six years now, and I have a bunch of shows under that umbrella. But I ended up – my love is radio. I love it. I love doing it. And then I ended up on iHeartRadio. I mean, it's just been such a wonderful career, and the people I've interviewed have been amazing. They range from pro athletes to to famous rock stars to um, famous television show you know, actors and actresses, movie stars. Uh, it's just been amazing. So that's basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, you know, and I'll tell you what, I'm still waiting for your producer to call me to be on your show. Yeah, you are coming on. <laughs> well, there your you go. Hey, can, I, there. can I bring my friends with me too? Absolutely. Everybody right. be on the show. I would love it. I would love the whole crew. Bring them all. 
Uh, Don Wines is a guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got uh, we got a good chunk of time here with our guests here. We got uh, 32 minutes. I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll uh, uh, come back to me. Now, I did uh, I did get your uh, your books, and I am going to be giving those away uh, uh, to our guests. But before I give one away, I was wondering because my my father uh, served uh, during Vietnam. He also served uh, uh, in uh, during the uh, first Gulf War. And, uh, you know, some say that um, uh, most men never get to meet their heroes. I was raised by mine, and my father is my hero. And uh, both him uh, and my uncles uh, both served their country. My Uncle Clayton, my Uncle Dwayne uh, both served in the Korean conflict. And uh, I learned a long time ago from my father that you take Memorial Day, it's not an extra day at the lake. It's a time to support uh, the fallen troops that have risked their lives to save our country. Freedom is not free. And they say that we are the home of the free because of the brave. And I, I live by that creed every single day of my life. And with all the stuff that you do for military and the military families is just awesome. And I'm glad that we're here to talk to you about that tonight. And we do appreciate this. Thank you, and I thank your family for their service as well. It's amazing. I, um, my heart goes out to anybody that's a, a, a family with service members. Um, you know, even the spouses serve in their own way, and the children as well. So thank you. Thank you to your family. All right. We have, um, we have our guest here, and we, we're, uh, we're going to have some fun here. Um, we have Donna Lyons. Uh, Granny, I, I know that uh, you're a big military supporter as well. What do you have for our guests? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Thank you. So, you know, our heart radio, that's such a huge, huge, you know, thing that, that I mean, I know we, I, I live in Arkansas, and, we have a lot of uh, radio stations that's part of iHeartRadio and everything mm-hmm. like that. And and my favorite song is playing right now. I love that song. I can hear <laughs> God it. Bless, <laughs> God bless the USA. I love, yeah. I love Lee Greenwood. He's amazing. So what is your favorite thing about iHeartRadio that you enjoy being a part of? You know, I think it's just the freedom that they give me to do what I do. And, um, you know, I don't really have many boundaries with them. I mean, you know, they have their rules and regulations, but they're very free um, to let people that do what they do. um, It's freedom. Seriously. Like, you think about our military and veterans that fight for our country and they mm-hmm. for our freedom, it's the same thing. I have a lot of freedom with them, and I like that. And I and um, you know they have a lot of events that they put on, and um, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's great fun, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world right now. That's awesome. Uh, Don Donna Lyons is our guest here on eighty nine point one Kent's FM. Yes, we do have uh, Lee Greenwood playing in the background. Minnesota. To the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea. And uh, that, we'll continue playing that in the background. Uh, 
Now, Don, I do want to introduce you to um, our... He, he is a wrestler, and he also is a major supporter of our military, and it's the Modern Nightmare Matthias. I know that you have some questions for Donna. Uh, I, I think that you said you want to try and be her bodyguard or something. Is that uh, right, Matthias? <laughs> well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Champions. Excuse me, NSC World Tag Team Champion and soon to be again APW World WWE Champion and BZW World Tag Team Champion and EWI Epic Champion. Matthias here, welcome on to my part of the program. Now, my main question, I got two main questions for you. So the first one will be, uh, when you you do interviews with people, you tend to ask this question and you'll get a varied uh, answer and Icon kind of answered that already. Uh, who is one of your main influences that triggered you to become the person you are today, or who is one of your quote-unquote heroes that made you the person you are today? Okay, so heroes, I would have to say my my parents. Um, they're both amazing. My father served in the Korean War, and he is 93 years old and still going strong and has his mind as sharp as a tack. And I'm so proud of him. He just, his work ethic when we were children was absolutely amazing. And uh, we grew up not needing anything. He worked so hard, uh, became CEO of the world's largest roofing tile company at that time. They were based in Australia. And then my mom went back to school when we were in high school and became an attorney And I think the thing about my mom that I love so much is that when she became an attorney, she decided that um, she was going into real estate law, and then she worked for the government, and she did all this other stuff. But she worked pro bono for children that were in the foster care system, and she would work for free and um, reunite these children back with the families after they cleared up all the problems and things that they had. So it's just, she's just such a good human being. And I, I learned, and, and my parents were separated completely on the political views. So I got both sides. My father is hardcore conservative. My mom is hardcore Democrat. (laughs) So I got to see both sides of it. Um, You know, so I have to say them as far as somebody that, that I looked up to that I kind of wanted to be like, and I became very good friends with her. I'm very good friends now with her is Loretta Swit, who played hot lips Houlihan on, on mash, the show mash. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I remember that. Can you hook us up with her as a guest? I sure can. Yeah. I 100% can. She's amazing. And because I I know the owner of the station I know she the owner of the station is a big MASH fan. Who is? The owner of our station is a big fan of MASH. Yeah, the problem, though, with her is you might have to pre-record her because she uh, she's very stuck on her times. She will not stay up till 11 o'clock. <laughs> I guarantee oh, hey, I'll, she's I'll, in bed. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, hey, I'll do anything. If, if you can hook us up with her... Uh, if she wants to get, if she wants to do a recording at three in the morning, whatever to fit her schedule, I will get that done. If you can hook us up with her, 
I will definitely. I one hundred percent can. Yeah, I will send the information to you guys so that you have it, and then you can contact the PR person. She's a lovely human being. She not only does she um, represent what she did in her career was represent women in the military, and that was huge back then. And she's still today, she will come out here to Washington D.C. and take some of those veterans, you know, that, that I believe MASH was about the Korean war. And so she brings people over and meets them here and they go to the different memorials that are around here. I mean, she's a, she's a lovely human being. She's a huge um, animal lover. She came out with a book called Sweetheart and it, instead of um, sweetheart, it's Swit because Loretta Swit, Sweetheart. And she drew all these pictures in there. She's an incredible artist. And then she sells these books and gives every penny to help um, animals. She's a, she's a lovely human being. I think you guys would love having her on. And she's hilarious, too. I'll tell you what. I, well, I'm, I'm already forever in your debt. But if you can get that hooked up, you have my information. And I promise, if you get that hooked up, I'll stop calling you at 2 in the morning. I promise. <laughs> I promise I will give you guys the info to connect with her. I appreciate that. Uh, Matthias, I think you had another question, didn't you? Yes, and then my uh, my second uh, my question, my, my second and final question will be... Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> so let's go back in time, and let's say right now you would be at your prime both writing-wise and radio-wise. If you had, If you were to choose between writing full-time and doing radio full-time, whether it be audio or visual, which one would you rather have done full-time? If you had to choose between one of the two, and why? Hmm. I couldn't choose one or the other because I still continue to do both. Um, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, probably radio. And, and I will tell you that it's just because I – feel like I bring so much to the world. I'm worldwide now. My station has gone like worldwide. I have listeners all around the world and it's just been amazing to see these people coming around. And then I feel like I'm connecting people to each other and bringing stories that make a difference and change people's lives and, you know, and for entertainment as well. I think I hit my my peak with writing when I, they asked me to be managing editor of the Congressional Medal of Honor publication one year. And we still had five living presidents at the time. And uh, Bush Sr. was still alive. I got all five living presidents to write letters and send me photos to be placed within that publication. I don't think I can top that ever. So I have to say the writing, even though I write articles here and there still, uh, I think that was my peak. I don't think I'll ever top that. And to know that I physically had a hand in that was simply amazing. So I have to say radio, I would continue. And um, because I think, you know, you guys know this, you're in radio, you're touching people's lives, you're bringing stories to them, you're bringing entertainment and it continues it doesn't matter you could be 90 years old and still interview someone and someone's going to listen to it and go wow that was great or wow that changed my life or wow i'm going to go try that because of what they did it's it's amazing 
So I'd have to say, yeah, radio, I'll stay with it. And I just don't think I can top what I did with the Congressional Medal of Honor. Perfect. Makes sense. Uh, we have, uh, well, we have uh, Donna Lyons as our guest here. She's the uh, queen and founder of Lions Radio Network. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. You know, uh, I'm, eventually I'd like to have an uh, icon radio network, but uh, what went into getting your own network? Pardon me? Uh, what went into getting your own network, the Lions Radio Network? What went into it? Yeah. Um, well, first it's, um, you know, creating a business and then just going from there. It's really a, it's a business. It's just like starting, you know, somebody that starts an Etsy, a business on Etsy or somebody that starts a business here or there, and it's starting from the ground up. I mean, even though I still had listeners from Love, Liberty, and Lip Gloss that followed me over to my network, I still had to build it, and it was step-by-step. And then bringing in, you know, and then you bring in your advertisers, which you know you guys do that as well. So it's the same thing that you're doing now, but it's doing it yourself with no help. And it's um, it's just a, it's a process. It's a, it's a business, it's a business stepping stone, and it's just a process. And you're hoping you're going to be successful with it. And I think I've learned along the way. You know, I learned the hard way, too. I had guests on that, you know, and I learned, too, that there's certain guests you just don't want to have on. As much as somebody else wants you to, to interview them, it can cause you to lose a lot of listeners. It's like, you know, when I got your guys's. um information about coming on your show it says pg you know keep it you know nice and there are people that you'll have them on and they're cussing or they're doing this or that and you're thinking oh my god i'm going to get kicked off and then there's the topics the the topics that some people don't want to talk about don't want to hear and you're thinking if i have that guest on and people will come and say can i be on your show or their pr people will say can you bring this person on your show and i literally have to say no sometimes because i know that it's going to rattle too many people so you have to be it it's it's hit or miss you know you have to know your audience and you have to know um whose toes you can't step on and whose toes you can step on it and it was a process for me because I would just have anybody on at the beginning. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, come on. And then I'd get these nasty notes. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I'm learning the hard way. But, you know, it's a process. So that's really what it is. It's just a business. And uh, when uh, do you uh, have any hesitancy about uh, when someone uh, calls you up out of the blue and says, hey, would you be on my show? Uh, what, what kind of uh, prep do you do before you say, yeah, sure, I'll come on or, no, I've heard about you. I don't think so. Oh, I look everybody up. I looked you up. <laughs> I No, I do. And and then I'll listen to the shows as well to make sure it's just kind of easy flow. Um, I have said no to people because I just know what they're about. Like you said, you know, you get people like you go, oh, my God, no. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, absolutely, I check them out. And I've had to say no before to people. Um, I'm very cautious in that sense. I don't want to be on a show that doesn't um, represent what I stand for or what I do and who I am. I think that's really important. 
And I think you guys, I listen to your show and I'm going, you guys are a lot of fun. You just have people on, you're fun. It's a great show. Great, great show. Uh, let's see. I think I need to send you a check now for $500 for that, I think. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you take IOUs? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it is a good show, and I thought this is going to be fun, so I'm glad. I'm, I, thank you for having me on. Well, well, hey, don't leave yet. We still we still got about fifteen minutes here, Donald. We don't want you to leave quite yet. <laughs> I'm not going uh, anywhere. Now, uh, one thing I do want to ask you, uh, you know, when I was uh, when I was checking out uh, your Facebook page, and like I say, I cannot wait to be a guest on your show talking about just whatever, and you can. Uh, that's when you can yeah. uh, really uh, pound me into submission. But uh, you had a good friend of our sh- uh, of our show uh, on your. On your uh, on your show, Butch Patrick. Yes, he is so much. Do you know he? Oh my God, the coolest guy ever! After the show, he messaged me and he said, "I really want you to talk to these guys that are friends of mine that are um, really hooked up with the military. They're veterans and they have a story to tell." So we had messaged back and forth for like two weeks straight, uh, talking about different things that were going on with the military and how we could help these guys. And he really connected me with some really cool people. Um, great, great guy. It was a really fun interview. And that was the first time I had talked to him. I tried to get him on a while back, and I think my schedule fell out. And then um, his schedule wasn't jiving. And, boy, he was hard to get on, but I did it. I mean, I think it took me like a month to get him. Uh, Don Lines is a guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and for those of you who listen to our Facebook, uh, our page on a regular basis, uh, you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FM, page like that, do a $10 month donation, follow us hour, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from a past guest, current guest, or future guest, and uh, Miss Lyons was nice enough to send us a few, and uh, we'll be using those for giveaways. Uh, one thing, uh, I don't know if you kn- knew this about Bush Patrick, but his father uh, was actually from uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, Ken Hunt, a good friend of mine. Oh, my God, I did not know that. No, I didn't know that's where he was originally from. No, Bush Patrick's not from here. Uh, his dad is. His stepdad is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it, and uh, go ahead. So is his dad still alive? No, his dad his dad passed away, I believe, about uh, 10, 12 years ago. And his father okay. uh, actually used to uh, be a regular at the Roger Maris Golf Tournament. Uh, and Roger Maris, of course, is from our hometown, Fargo, North Dakota. And the interesting thing is, Ken Hunt was from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh, Roger Maris was from Fargo, North Dakota. And one time during a game that uh, the New York Yankees were playing the, Cal- the Angels at the time, uh, uh, Roger Maris actually robbed a home run that was hit by Ken Hunt at Yankee Stadium, and they were both uh, both baseball players from North Dakota. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. He's a, I, yeah, he's he was a lot of fun to have on. That's for sure. And he and he's definitely just a regular guy. Uh, Donna Lyons is a guest here on eighty nine point one Kens FM, and uh, we still got about uh, thirteen minutes here. Uh, so we don't forget to do this. If our fans want to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. 
and I'm on Instagram. Is there one? And they're all Donna you... Lyons. And if people want to know, it's L Y L Y, not I. I is the animal. Y is the surname. <laughs> Donna <laughs> Lyons. And it's Donna Lyons underscore one on Instagram. And I'm usually on there and Facebook. I hardly ever touch Twitter. I do have an account, but I'm hardly ever on there. And I do check my LinkedIn as well. But usually Instagram or Facebook. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me. And uh, when can uh, uh, fans hear your show on iHeartRadio? They they run every Friday at around 7 p.m. and then and then they're sporadic as well. So as I record, they go on to uh, iHeartRadio. So th- sometimes they're during the week. It just depends on the guest, and that's why when I said when you said, well, when do you do the show? I'm like all times because we really do. We record all the time. And then the shows hit when they when they go over to iHeart. So that's how that works. And uh, Don, here's a little interesting tidbit. I bet you didn't know. If uh, you know, you mentioned that you spell your last name D Y uh, or L Y O N S, not L I. Uh, did you right. know that if people were to type in uh, Donna Lyons L I O N S, it'll say try Donna Lyons with a with a Y? Were you aware of that? So you so you type my name in as Lions. <laughs> well, well, I, I just yeah, I just want to see what happens. Said no, try L Y O N S. Yeah, I always have to tell people. I especially young people. If I go somewhere and they'll say, "What's your name?" and I'll say, "Donna Lyons," and I'll see them writing the I, and I said, "No, it's a Y." <laughs> So do you, do you ever have fun with the kids? Uh, my last name, uh, just think King of the Jungle. And then some little kids will say, oh, your last name is Tarzan? <laughs> they would, though. That's probably how a child would think. <laughs> Big Swing was a little late there. I, I know he's listening because he, he likes to play those little sounders. Uh, so now, when you uh, decide uh, on your show, uh, you know what what topic you're going to cover. Uh, is there any topic that? Um, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question. Is there any topic that you you just like avoid and stay away from that you don't ever want to get involved in or talk about, or is it just an open forum all the time on your show? Um, it's usually an open forum, but you know it just depends i remember the last time i said no to somebody it was and i don't have a thing against gay people do not i don't want people to think this it was just that it was about a calendar that had come out and somebody asked me if i would interview the guy that was in charge of it but it was all naked gay men together doing stuff (laughs) like stuff dirty stuff and i was like Absolutely not. So topics like that, because there's no way I don't know who's listening to my show, and I and I didn't want to touch it. So it had nothing to do with them being gay. It was what was in the content of the calendar. That's that that is awesome. Uh, Donald Lines, I guess you're on again. One one kid said, "Then we got about uh, eight minutes left. I wish we were eight more years." So when you when you uh, get a guest. Like Butch Patrick, for instance, or uh, 
eventually me. Is it is it tough to uh, get guests like the, the reason why I asked that is uh, before we uh, got onto Kans FM here, it used to be tough getting guests. Now we're actually mm-hmm. uh, booked solid until the end of 2024 which I never thought that our, our show would do, and not that I'm bragging or anything, but when you book a guest, how far out do you usually try and book your shows out? Or is it just like, I'll, do the, I'll try and get a hold of this person next week, or you're not available until next month? How, how do you book your guests? Well, it's usually like a month out. Uh, we're usually booked a month you know, a month, and then we start booking again before the month ends. We'll start booking more uh, people. I don't have any problem getting the guests now. They usually see. As a matter of fact, I I was shocked recently when someone, and I won't name the name, said no to coming on the show, and I thought, originally said yes, and then turned around and said no. And I was shocked because we're really highly rated, and I've been doing it for, I mean, I've been doing radio forever, but this has been like high on the marks for six years solid and we're worldwide, globally, global. I mean, they all listen to us. So to have someone say, no, I was just kind of shocked. I'm thinking, well, boo to you because (laughs) you just passed up an opportunity for people to hear about everything that's going on, you know, your new movie that's out and blah, blah, blah. But it's very rare. I hardly ever get anyone to say no that they won't come on. So it's finding the guests. As a matter of fact, I've just um, there was a guy and I can't think of his name right now. Um, he is an opera singer and he won Germans. It's like America's Got Talent in Germany, and he's really he's fabulous. He's really good. But he's going to be calling in live from Italy when he does the show at the end of July. So I'm really excited about that. So you just never know where these people are going to come from. I get a lot of guests in the UK. I have a lot of guests that, you know, um, I've had some from Ireland, some top singers from Ireland. One kid was uh, a very good friend of Taylor Swift. He was on, and he's he's fantastic. So it's just been a lot of fun. I just never know where they're coming from. But, yeah, it's about a month out. And then before the month ends, we start bringing in the guests for the next month. You know, and I also do appreciate uh, you you not uh, telling the whole story. The reason why the guy uh, refused to be on your show is when he found out that you're going to be on our show, you're like, you're on the Icon show. I can't top that. (laughs) That's right. You guys are the best of the best. I appreciate. Well, wait. I just told everybody. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, well, all we, all we wanted to tape, and I'll cut that out before I send you the episode. Uh, uh, see, see, we we are fun here, and you got to let people know uh, how much fun we are. Um, you know, not too many people do refuse. I mean, there's one person that said they'll um, they, uh, they 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 think I got too much of an ego, and. Uh, the the individual said that my ego and his ego would not fit on the same station, whatever that's supposed to mean. But anyway. <laughs> wow, rude, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, I don't have an ego. Not as big as yours, buddy. Uh, anyway, so we have Don Lyons as our guest here. Uh, are you allowed to let us know um, uh, who you got coming in uh, on your show in, in July? Are you allowed to let us know that, or is it still a secret? 
It's a secret. <laughs> we tell about two to three days out. We post who it's going to be. But there are some very fabulous guests coming. Um, I just have Loretta Swit on. She's coming on again. I will tell you that. Loretta Swit's coming on because we're doing the military show. So some of the shows I have under my umbrella, I have the military hour. I have It's All Entertainment. I have the WOW show, which I host with Elizabeth Ertel. Um, she's a singer and an actress, and she's she's fabulous. She is so much fun. We All we do is laugh the whole time. That's who I had. Butch Patrick was on that show, and we had a blast. I have um, The Mind Twist, and that is a conspiracy theory show, which is a lot of fun. You get uh, you get some really strange characters. <laughs> Real so, strange characters that call in. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we got about uh, three minutes left here with uh, Don Lines. i got to ask you, what is it like uh, talking to Ralph Melf? Oh, he's a doll. We've become really good friends. Don Most, he is fantastic. You guys should get him on your show. He's he's wonderful. Well, uh, you know, you, you're probably thinking I just brought you in to help us hook us up with guests, but if you could get us hooked up with him. Now, I'll tell you, uh, Don, uh, Donnie Most, as a matter of fact, uh, he was actually a guest here uh, at uh, the Roger Maris Golf Tournament uh, about three years in a row, and uh, I got I got a picture with him. Well, I know you don't care, but I got a picture with him. But when the person that took a, took the picture cut off the top of his head. No. <laughs> so you got half his face? Uh, I, ha- I have him from the eyes down. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I will hook you up with the PR person that that takes care of him. He And he, he will message you back on Facebook. If you hit him up, he will message you back. I've, I've never had him not message me back. But I became friends with him and um, just from the show, not like I'm not going to pick up the phone and call him. But we became friends where we like each other's stuff on Facebook. And the other one that's a crack of is Anson Williams, who played Potsy from Happy Days. I've even interviewed um, Miriam, uh, what's her name, Ross? What can I think of her yeah, name? We- as a matter of fact, yeah, we had her son on uh, on our show uh, about a month ago. Yeah, I've had him on too, and uh, but Miriam is a doll. I've I interviewed her about three times, and now apparently she's not doing interviews anymore. She's just gotten to that age. She's in her nineties, and she said, "I'm done." Well, yeah, because uh, her uh, her son tried to say, uh, "Hey, the I can't watch you." I said, "No, I'm done." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, Donna, you have been so awesome, and I do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. And like I say, if you can get us hooked up with uh, um, uh, our favorite gal, Loretta Swift, and you can hook us up with Donnie Most. Yep. Uh, I'm already forever in your debt. I don't know how I'm going to be able to repay you. I, I guess will send maybe. you a couple people I think you should have on. I, You know, I've like I said, I've got famous athletes, too, that have become friends, and I, I can get you guys – Get them on there, too. So you just let me know, and I will send you um, an email tomorrow or a message on Facebook, and we'll just go from there. But thank you so much. I mean, this has been a blast. You guys are awesome. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we love you, Donna. I'll send you, as a matter of fact, I will send you my email address as well. And uh, so far, this is one of the highest rated uh, shows of the year because you're on, and I'm not just saying that because it's you, but it is true. You are awesome, and uh, we want to thank you for Oh, thank uh, you. You guys are great, too. I hope that we can connect, and when you come on my show and we'll laugh, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then um, hopefully we can get you some, some of the guests I've had on. I would love to share them with you. Well, it's like I keep telling everybody, if you want ratings, call me. But if you really want ratings, call me and Granny. And if you want also ratings, have all three of us. There you go. <laughs> there you right, go. Thank you. thank you, Donna. We love you. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you guys, too. Have a great evening. All right. Take care, Donna. Thank Bye. you very much. All right, Donald Lyons, ladies and gentlemen, from Lions Radio Network and iHeartRadio. Well, hey, guys, I'll tell you, we, we had a great show tonight, have we, didn't we not? Oh, yeah. We did. And, of course, we're, we're not going to be on next week uh, because it's the 4th of July uh, on Tuesday, so we're, we're going to take Monday off. And uh, we will be having, I do believe, Labor Day weekend off as well. Other than that, uh, you can tune in to us every Monday night here on 89.1 Ken's FM from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Monday night. And uh, we want to thank Ken Bartz. Uh, Ken, Ken is our man. Ken is our buddy. I know he's listening. Uh, he's probably saying, well, you're just saying that. And I'm not. Uh, you guys got to admit, we do appreciate uh, Ken letting us uh have the airways here every Monday night to be on the show. Am I right, guys? Indeed. Yep. All right. Uh, well, we got uh, well, we got a few minutes here before our uh, before our um, uh, before our um, um, what am I trying to say? Before our theme song hits. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have a great show. And if you want to keep tabs on us, you go to our Facebook page at the Air Monday Live Monday. Uh, you'll find out exactly who we have on in two weeks. Uh, uh, like Donna said, she announces who her guests are going to be within three days. Uh, we usually do it within uh, four. So anyway, uh, join us uh, in two weeks. Uh, next week will probably be a best of show, uh, or in our case, it will probably be uh, the best of the best, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, until uh, two weeks from now, love each other, care for each other, be safe. And uh, remember, it's not goodbye, it's just goodnight, and we will see you all in two weeks. Happy Fourth of July, everybody, and we will see you all right here next time on Attitude Era Monday, Live Monday. Stay tuned. Till then. You think you know me? Music. All the new music. New music on 89.1. Kansas FM.